Hi everyone and welcome to this new episode of Ways to Grow, where every two weeks I will interview experts to help us understand and discern different disciplines that will help us grow, improve our well-being and be better leaders. With this aim, we will travel from east to west, from the purest psychological studies to the ancient shamans. We will look at every field and you will take what interests you. Join me on this journey of learning and discovery. My name is Mireya Mujica. I'm a personal executive coach, and for this episode, I have invited Nick Woodtop Wright to join us to talk about executive coaching. He loves about it, so I think I have said. <laughs> yeah, is that all right? Perfect. Nick is a certified professional coactive coach, uh, also a PCC or a professional certified coach, as well as he holds an MBA from Wollongong University. As a strong promoter of coaching and executive coaching across the Middle East, Nick was the president, I believe the first president of the International Coach Federation in Dubai chapter for nine years. Nick is also the managing director of WWA Corporate Coaching Firm, which he founded in 2003. As the most experienced executive coaching company in the Middle East, they deliver a wide range of executive coaching solutions to organizations seeking certified executive coaches with the knowledge and expertise to work with their senior leaders. Their executive coaching solutions span into, into providing leadership team coaching, coaching skills for leaders, leadership team development, and SRI at work or relationship systems intelligence. Listener, if you want to know more about coaching and specifically about executive coaching, and if you think you, your coworkers or someone you know may benefit from it, tune in as we help to solve your questions. But before we start, let me remind you of our website, waystogrowpodcast.com, where you will find the details of all our guests and also the books and resources they recommend. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please follow us and rate us so that we can keep growing. And finally, welcome, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for accepting my invite and being my guest today. Thank you. Nick, you were born in the UK. Mm -hmm. But you have been living in, in Dubai for around eight, uh, 28 years? 28 years. 28 years, more than in the UK. That's right. So before we go deep into coaching, uh, how has the coaching scene changed in the Middle East in all these years? Yeah, it's really grown from nothing. And, and when we first started, uh, when I started as a coach, nobody knew what it was. I mean, we didn't even know what it was, yeah. really, in, in all honesty. And so... You know, we've gone from that positioning, that level of understanding through to our current level of understanding and maturity, which I think is, is, you know, in a world, from a world perspective, I think we've got some of the best coaching here in the Middle East mm -hmm. across the world. Um, because there's a level of intensity that has happened here, which we find when, when you're working in these relatively small communities. Yeah. You know, we can talk about Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, um, Jeddah, whatever. They're, they're relatively large cities, but, but those are the places where coaching is happening. Yeah. So there's an intensity that happens around that. And so people are becoming very experienced or experienced fairly quickly because they're, they're able to find clients and deliver coaching. And coaching can really only happen sort of at expert level with a deepening of that experience for the coach and their experience in, in delivering the process and creating impact. So it's an important part. And I don't think if you go to US, Europe, maybe even Asia, I don't know that you have that level of intensity mm -hmm. and also the marketplace here. So what know, do you mean with the marketplace? Well, you know, this part of the world is, is set up to, you know, we're all expatriates here, right? Yes. So we're here for a reason. There's an intent that, you know, 
and and so life is happening and we are part of this this flow of life yeah. um, and we're we come here with a proactive mindset and, and of course that doesn't always work <laughs> but nonetheless there is an intent and yeah. I think that when if you think I can do this better or you know maybe I need to find clarity and so forth we can look around us and we can see that there are opportunities to work with people that that help us that and of mm. course coaching is a, a key part of it so I think purely the 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 percentage of people here that are um, uh, would be curious and open to coaching is is potentially much higher than you would find in in many other sort of um, non expat cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I imagine that first when you when you started coaching uh, many years ago, coaching was something completely new for everyone. Yeah, people thought I was mad. <laughs> I I remember my boss, my old boss, bless him. You know, when I said I'm going to leave this very secure and solid and, and promising future mm -hmm. and I'm going to become a coach. And he looked at me and I said, you're absolutely crazy. Yeah. I mean, he used other language. But, <laughs> but, um, and, in, in, you know, and that said to me that, that you know, his, his um, I guess his penchant for, for risk was, was slightly lower than mine at that point. We mm -hmm. obviously read different <laughs> scenarios, but... You know, for me, it was not really, yeah, it was always a risk. It was yep. always a risk to go into a space that had not been established and nobody knew what it was. But actually, because I was so caught up and I was so passionate and there was something inside of me that was saying, this is the future. You have to explore this. Mm. So I didn't have an option. Ultimately, I did not have an option. <laughs> and and so that's great when that happens. And it yeah. doesn't happen very often, it's certainly in my experience of life, mm. where you have that sense of clarity. Yeah. And then you just leap in and then you have to make it happen. Yeah. You just do. You you try everything. You 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 know, there had some crazy experiences in my early coaching years yeah. that you that I look back and I laugh at. But they were beautiful experience at the same time. Yeah, they certainly. And were. you just, you know, you go out there, you say, "I'm a coach. I want to coach you." And everyone yeah. goes, "Sounds lovely, but what the heck is it?" <laughs> and you know, can you keep your distance for a moment because you know I want to, I want to understand a little bit more about this. <laughs> and and so you spend a lot of time in that explaining place yes. before your sort of the door is opened and you you know you're able to to bring coaching mm. into that space. Yeah. But then, you know, again we, we're in this part of the world, we are surrounded by people that are trying something new. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they've left their home country and come to an environment that most of us have never experienced prior yeah. to arrival, yeah. and they're taking a risk. So there, there is a different mindset already. There's a yes. curiosity already yeah. in that. So the pickup of coaching, I think, you know, it, it happened... Well, well, it's a slow process, right? You know, mm. to, to reach that tipping point, there's always a relatively slow process to start with. There were people in the system that were ready to 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 be the the um, uh, the people to try and the test pioneers. the pioneers yeah. of you know being mm -hmm. a recipient of, yeah. of this thing called coaching. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Well, so what is coaching then? What is executive coaching? Well, yeah, coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching. You know, it's it's ultimately all very similar you need to bring in each of those niches and there's many many niches that exist out there now mm -hmm. and they're growing and, and that's a great thing you need to bring a certain um uh, skill set or, or or 
or understanding potentially to a certain niche. And I'm mm. not going to say what those are for each niche because yeah. it, it varies. But ultimately, the, the process of coaching is, is the same. And, this, and the underlying competencies and skills that you need to bring are not dissimilar in all of those places. Mm -hmm. yeah. But really, it's about having a conversation and with, with an individual. Or, of course, it's, it's moving now into groups and teams. But, mm -hmm. but if we talk about it on a one-to-one -one basis, yeah. having a, a conversation with someone that really is there in service of what is trying to happen. And... and holding the space for that person to go on the journey mm -hmm. through the use of powerful questions, holding the space, um, speaking, you know, intuitively, sometimes not holding on to outcomes. And as a coach, our role is literally to hold that space and, and create the, the opportunity for new spaces of discussion and thought and feeling yep. as well. Mm. Um, so, mm. you know, and how would, and of course the skill set we need to bring to that yeah. uh, is is you know is is yeah it's 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 fairly well documented but but you know those skills that you bring ultimately are where the power is get gets created yeah. um and, and and that's what takes time for people coming through the journey of becoming a coach mm -hmm. to perfect and to deepen mm -hmm. so we can all ask powerful questions but can you ask the most powerful question, question at the yeah. right time in the right place to the mm -hmm. right, well, not the right person, but the person in front of you. But <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yes. and that is something that, that will only come um, over time that mm -hmm. you can ask the, you know, potentially the highest possible question. version of, of the question mm -hmm. that's needed at that moment. And so, you know, seasoned coaches are able to access some of those spaces much more uh, mm -hmm. efficiently, maybe. Yeah. Not to say that all other coaches couldn't, but sometimes it takes a, a much longer, longer sort of journey to get there. Good. For our listeners, what is, because this is a question that I get a lot, what is the difference between personal coaching and executive coaching? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly context. You know, so you're working in a business environment yeah. and you are coaching people that are looking to work on ideas and challenges mm. and... Um, problems potentially and development in a work scenario yeah. that doesn't mean that those aren't showing up in other spaces of course outside whether that being yes. community or, yes. or personal life and so forth mm -hmm. but the focus now has come and the the potential information and feedback is coming from a corporate perspective mm -hmm. and so it's you know there's a number of things that i think that seasoned executive coaches bring into those spaces being able to hold and understand what what a corporate environment feels like, mm -hmm. what it potentially feels like to operate at a certain level within mm -hmm. that environment, yeah. um, and and being able to create a level of comfort and safety and confidentiality very very quickly yeah. with the person that you're working yeah. with. Yeah. So if you're working with a CEO, then there is an expectation, and this is changing, of course, and, and this is kind of an old mindset, but it's mm -hmm. one that exists and it still exists today. That CEO would expect you to potentially have done something similar in, or at least held that kind of role, or have worked with other CEOs mm -hmm. in similar spaces. Mm -hmm. And that's not because, and we know from coaching point of view, you, you, should, you shouldn't bring 
what you think is the right answer. You yeah. shouldn't bring yeah. your thoughts, your your perspectives necessarily, yeah. because those are not going to be in deep service of that individual going mm-hmm. on their own journey. But there is a sense that, okay, at least you understand me. You understand the yeah. environment I, I swim in. You understand the, the people. Jargon. Yeah. The jargon. and so forth. Mm-hmm. So th- there is, yeah, it's, it's really context. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, here's, here's, a, here's a thought, right? So let's say there's a niche that is working with um, pregnant women in their third trimester. Okay. All right. That's that, very that's, niche. Yeah, it's very yeah. niche. But but let's okay. It's a specific niche. But mm-hmm. but there's no reason that niche shouldn't exist. Yeah. And yet, me as an individual, I don't have that experience. I'm a male. Mm-hmm. Um, while I have a number of kids, <laughs> I have not <laughs> I've not gone through that that you know hands on experience. Yes. yes. And and so while I can coach into that space, there are probably experiences and awareness that I can't bring I into agree. my questioning process. Yes, I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. Good, good. A uh, question that I like asking: What fascinates you most about coaching? Oh, I, I, I just think it's this powerful space for people to make tremendous breakthroughs for themselves and therefore for others. In, in just a fraction of a moment. You, I've seen it happen time and time again. And it's such a beautiful moment when that light bulb switch yes. just gets flipped. And it's yeah. like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've just seen a whole new space, a whole new way. And, and therefore, I'm inspired. I'm excited. Um, and I can see other ways to be either in service or or to show up or whatever it is mm. that when you see that in someone's eyes that is just a beautiful and an aspirational moment yes. it doesn't always happen right right we'd love to say that all coaching is yes happens and later. you don't always see it in in exactly. the moment i think you and i've spoken about this a little bit sometimes yeah. the person can call you back in yeah. you know in, in months and <laughs> yes. say oh, you remember that coaching we did on such and so and you're thinking oh, I don't <laughs> really remember <laughs> where's my notebook <laughs> You'll never guess what happened. And, and so, yeah. but so what we're doing is we're, we're generating the potential and the possibility for new thinking um, and new clarity hmm. that, that does it. It's changing the world. It's yeah. changing the world um, because we're changing people that, that want to be better, serve better, do more, be more, more focused and just show up. They want to access their life in, in a bigger way. And that's exactly. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I have this, like, you know, this hamster that goes in the wheel. Sometimes just, you know, we don't get out of the wheel, but we just stop the wheel for at least a little bit and we realize where we are. And then, okay, then the, the change kind of start. That's yeah, Some, generally something shows up, right? <laughs> so something, you know, we can be on that hamster wheel and, and that's okay too. Yeah. But then suddenly the hamster wheel starts moving more fast and, and suddenly we, we don't have the energy. And so yeah. and w- so there's a critical moment mm. or the hamster wheel stops and we fall over. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, there's a critical moment. We, just, we, have, to start, we have to start asking new questions. Yeah. Yeah. And mostly if we're working only on our sort of answering our own questions, there is a finite amount of yes. information that we have in our system that we can use. So having a coach is about how do I access a deeper level of, of information that does sit within me. Yeah. And, and that's not to say it's only as an intellectual awareness. You and I know yes. that this is about what, in, what can I feel intuitively, mm-hmm. what information sits with physically 
embodied yes. in me. Yes. There is information. It's yeah. there's a host of of knowledge, wisdom, understanding that that is way beyond the the conscious understanding yes. at this moment in time. Yes. And it's not it's not that the coach does anything crazy or mad or weird, but <laughs> but can help you access that information through a whole set of, of tools and, and processes that they've studied through their, their journey. And this is why you want to work with, you know, an, a certified coach at the end of the day. Yes. Whether that's with the ICF or another governing body, yeah. that's semi-immaterial. It's, you know, I, I, I work with the ICF. I've, I've been a strong uh, proponent of that. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's worked here at this particular moment in time. But work with a tool, a set of tools, a, a coaching methodology that has been looked at by a governing body, and they say yes, that is a process that works, and yeah. we are prepared to give it the stamp of approval. Yeah. And so then important. working with a coach that's certified through that process, yeah. I think, is a is an important part. Now that you touch the well, you touch several things, but you touch one that I'm very passionate about, which is the, the wisdom of the body. So how does this? Uh, how does how does someone take this? A coach take this to an executive coaching setup? What well, can yeah, I mean, just I mean, there's so many different tools out there, right? But but it's interesting in the most simple of ways to have and worked with very senior people myself, and sometimes just to get them out of their chair. I mean, it sounds like not just, much, right? Yeah. But to get them out of their chair and a route from behind their desk, mm -hmm. okay. Because there's a lot of safety behind a desk, especially when you're a very senior person, because that's where a lot of your power yeah. sits, right? Yeah. To move them out of that space and just to sit them in a different part of the room. Mm -hmm. And you can ask the same question you asked that there was when we were in yeah. the, behind their desk. Yeah. And you will have a whole different mm -hmm. world show up. Yeah. So that is the most, you know, probably the, the simplest way I can think of, mm -hmm. but there's many other ways. And that's mm -hmm. just purely using the physical yes, um, the movement of an individual, the mm. geography, um, and then any movement and so forth. It, it, yeah. it changes the information that's available to us mm -hmm. and how we can respond to some of the powerful questions mm -hmm. that coaches are going to ask us. And, mm -hmm. we, and invariably, we're slightly amazed by what shows up. Mm -hmm. You know, wow, yes. I'm, I can hear my answer, and that's really interesting to me. You know, that's that's something that shows up, yeah. you know, because I'm listening to myself answering the question. I didn't actually know that I thought that or I knew that or yeah. I felt that. And so that's that's a very interesting place. And then that individual is suddenly aware that there's more available to them yeah. than they previously were able to access. And that's yeah. potentially through the catalyst yeah. of, of a coach. And now that you mentioned coaching, because, well, I know that uh, there is, <laughs> I had had the experience with some uh, executives that they were a little bit afraid of moving themselves, uh, a little bit like, oh, but what what is this coaching thing? Do I have to close my eyes or what do I have to do? So what can someone expect to happen in an executive coaching session? Anything? I think you... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about expectations because uh, the idea is that we're not there to scare people. You yeah. know, that's not... Nobody's going to, to have breakthroughs in a state of fear. Yeah. And so there is a our role as coaches is to come in and be in deep service of yeah. that higher version of yeah. the other individual that's sitting yeah. opposite us. Yeah. And how we do that is that we need to create a number of things. One is we need to create a confidential container mm -hmm. within yes. which that conversation is going to happen. The other is we need to do other design work 
that, that helps that individual go, okay, fine, now I understand. And, and actually I have, I can say what I like and what I don't like here. Yeah. You know, and I'll, you know, if I said, look, are you okay if, if I shout at you when I think that you're not, you know, you're not showing up properly mm-hmm. and the other person's going to sit there going, no, that doesn't really work for me. And that's yeah. okay. So I'm not going to shout it. I'm not saying that's what we do. I'm, I'm using <laughs> yes, probably yes. not a particularly good example there, but what I'm saying is that there's a yeah. design piece and the yes. idea there is to create a space that is a co-creative and secure and safe trustworthy. and trust, yeah, yeah. trusting space. Yeah. No movement can happen if we haven't established that level of trust, mm-hmm. both in our professionalism uh, in terms of, of, of our journey and our ability in terms of, of interacting with that person yes. and that, that ability and that, and that trust in terms of, of how we're going to work together and how we, mm-hmm. how we're going to best find a way through through what is an unknown journey at that particular mm. moment in time. Mm-hmm. Right, well, yeah. So everything is designed, everything is decided by coach and coaching. So anything that happens there is just both uh, in both Well, directions. then anything can happen within that container. Exactly, of course. exactly, exactly. I say anything. I'm, you know, it's all, it's a professional journey at yeah. the end of the day. And what what really is there is that, that, that the... Um, the unfolding of the appropriate information to show up mm. uh, happens because we've created a safe space for that to be there, a, l- a level of vulnerability. Okay. Um, and, you know, sometimes from a coaching standpoint, tough love, right? So, you know, <laughs> we do that with the kids, not because we don't love our kids. We love them, you know, we yeah. couldn't not love them in any shape, way, or form. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's a, a little bit of, a little bit that's of not going to work here, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, and so yes. on. And and so that's our that's part of the job, mm. and so there has to be mutual respect yeah. Yeah. for that to to happen. But a little bit of challenging, absolutely, absolutely. challenge, absolutely yeah. in alignment with with the container and, and the agreement. Exactly. Imagine now that uh, I don't know there is a CEO here that actually uh, hires your company mm-hmm. for doing some executive coaching for himself. Mm-hmm. So what? How does that process look like? the individual i mean obviously what we do is we we need to understand context so mm-hmm. um a lot of the time it's really about having the conversation mm. with the individual or with because we work with a lot of large organizations so invariably there are a number of touch points that need to happen but mm-hmm. let's understand context let's understand the intent for the journey mm-hmm. so um you know what is what is the desired objective outcome why we may not know the specific objectives of that individual or uh-huh. or the multiple individuals we have yeah. at that moment, yeah. there is generally a direction which there, for which there's an expectation. Mm-hmm. And so we need to understand that as we come in. And then there are a lot of different aspects that we can design around, whether there is assessment data that's brought into that process, mm-hmm. whether um, there are stakeholders that need to be involved, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, sort of, aspirations circum- i mean organizational circumstances yeah. right just there could be some very big things happening within the organization mm-hmm. at that particular moment in time. Yeah. do you don't need to factor those into the logistics and the journey mm-hmm. and so forth and it could come down these days as we know to is it face-to-face or is virtual there's so many different elements um, that need to be addressed in the in the logistical journey of yeah. that but you know once you've got that uh, at a high level of alignment mm-hmm. then you know it's really about how do we how do we know that we're going to select the right coach for that ceo as yeah, an example. For example and so we do our deep work on on that individual 
in terms of who they are, the character, the circumstances, situation, the objectives, the potential objectives, um, um, even things like language. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we'll go away and we'll select, because we have over 40 professional coaches, hand-selected mm-hmm. uh, coaches that, that we work with across this region and beyond. And so we have a very good, clear picture of, of our coaches and their skill sets and their approach and so forth. And we're able then to go into that collection of, of expert coaches and say, right, we have a number of profiles that we're going to present to you, mm-hmm. given what we understand. Yep. And then that really is the beginning that we, you know, there's some chemistry that needs to happen. As you know, all chemistry, all coaching should start with chemistry sessions. And, you know, whether it's personal coaching, executive coaching, so forth, because we need to put the coachee, the individual receiving the coaching, mm. in the driving seat of the process, because the trust needs to start with them feeling like it's yes. my process. I own this. Yes. I get to decide how it unfolds, at least in terms of the character I'm going to work with. Yeah. So that's super important. So that's yeah. that's sort of the early parts of mm-hmm, the process. Mm-hmm. And then how long does the uh, process uh, take? How long does it take in time? Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's an interesting question. You know, I, it I would say so produ- it does vary. But yeah. on the whole, you know, we're looking at, at a six-month engagement. Mm-hmm. That's... 90% of our engagements, we mm. have worked for shorter. There could be certain scenarios that happen where it's yeah. a bit shorter. We do have scenarios where th- you know, we work with people for, for years. Yeah. That doesn't mean the same level of intensity that you have in that six months. Yeah. But there is an ongoing journey because yeah. there's very clear um, possibilities that can be um, served uh, by using a coach during that period. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who is the client that would benefit the most from our executive coaching process? Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever I ask this question, this is always the answer. (laughs) Whatever it is, whether it is a therapy or it is yoga or whatever it is, the answer is always everybody. Well, you know, it's not everybody at the end of the day because, you know, you have what the best people, the people that are most ready, and it is about being ready and open and curious um, and having said that, we've worked with people that didn't start in that place, mm-hmm. but because we did the setup so powerfully, yeah. they softened into the process. So mm-hmm. you can't always predict that, you know, oh, there's a certain person, they're never going to be open to coaching. We don't know that for a fact. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's an idea that that may be the case, but you know, it's, it is important to try and give the option to a lot of people and, and also at the same time invite people into that process because it is, a, it is an opportunity. This is something that, that certainly in corporate space we are still to some degree pushing up against, which is that coaching is there to solve problems. Yeah. Now, coaching can solve problems, but that's not the primary choice that we are here. Yeah. We are here because we know that there's so much more of each of those individuals that you have in your business Mm. there's so much more to show up Mm. not just to make money on the bottom line but Mm. to be in deep service of the product or the service that you want to bring to the market Mm. you exist as an organization for a reason and that reason is not to make money my making money should be a byproduct of that absolutely you're there in service you want to bring something that serves your community your 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 audience your customer And when you're able to do that powerfully and fully with integrity and yeah. with honesty and um, with skill, then that's a beautiful thing, yeah. you know? And, and so we, 
we want people to have the opportunity to go to that space and bring that po- that that potential yeah, sure. and that possibility and that wisdom and that experience and so forth yeah. and bring it powerfully into that yeah. spaces where it's in service of of whatever is trying to happen in the world this with this idea that you were uh, talking about uh, i just remember that in many cases uh coaches are called when they are thinking about firing someone so mm. <laughs> and i think that actually would be the wrong moment to to bring a coach in right i was thinking like okay so if you have 20 people in your co- in, in your in your team you bring the coach when you're thinking about firing these yeah. two people right so it's like oh why <laughs> just let's coach the other well, thing and, <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's it's a situation we face numerous times mm-hmm. and and the good news is is that that we've we've named it up front so you know you can be in a situation where that happens and we say look why is coaching here at this particular moment in time from your perspective yeah. oh you know and, and it comes out in various ways but if it's about this person's not really working this is their last chance and mm-hmm. so forth now as long as that is presented to the various different stakeholders and mm-hmm. the people involved yeah. as the intent, then coaching can still be of service. So it should, shouldn't just be taken away just yeah. for that reason. Because, yeah, it, yeah. because I've seen turnarounds that you cannot imagine from people that were not fitting, that clearly the organization had hired because they could see the, the, the potential and the intelligence and the wisdom in that person. Mm-hmm. But they'd come in and it was just you know, not working for numerous reasons. And and coaching has has shifted that massively. So that person was able to show up and be present and and bring that value. Mm-hmm. So there is always a, a potential for turnaround, but we have to be honest about why this is here. Yeah. And invariably we would you know, we would suggest that that's not the primary use of coaching and should mm. not really be the prime, the first use of coaching within yeah. an organization. Yeah. Because what you do is you set a precedent. And so people within that organization start to go, well, we know why you've got a coach yeah. because, you know, you're, so. on, you're on your last chance, clearly. <laughs> so we make all these assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important that yeah. people that are promoting coaching within mm. organizations sure. set it up as an aspirational tool yeah. for um, for future and current development of that individual, yeah. Yeah. so that so their future is um, develops potentially more rapidly yeah. Or, yeah. or more fully, yeah. or um, creates opportunities that that previously yeah. were not available to that yeah. person. Yeah. And I think that's important. We we make sure we bring that that uh, perspective to coaching. Yeah. And maybe it'll be used for other things as well, but let's not have that as the primary reason yes, that coaching I, shown up. Yes, yes. yes. Um, now, uh, <laughs> a case study. I will give you a case study. Oh, a case study. <laughs> a case study, yeah. So we have I Mike. I didn't get any homework. <laughs> this is Mike. He's 38 years old and he suffers from burnout at okay. work. Yeah. This is a question that I ask all, everyone that comes here. So how can you, how can you or your company help him? Well, I think it's about understanding, firstly, is coaching an appropriate solution? Because, <laughs> you know, we there are so many things. That, the human being is a complex entity. Yes. <laughs> and to imagine that coaching is the solution to everything, we'd be fooling ourselves. Yeah. There is an appropriate response to an, 
to whatever situation arises. Mm. And so we'd need to know a little bit more about that person. And so that's why we do these early conversations to understand what is the context, what mm. is the situation, what are some of the other things going on here? Yeah. What is the hope for that person? Yeah. Um, you know, have they selected themselves to be there or has somebody else said you have to be yeah. there? Yeah. All of these things play into mm. our decision to say, yeah, we do believe that coaching may be in service here. Yeah. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe there's another type of intervention that's needed mm -hmm. at that moment. And, mm -hmm. it, and it has happened along the way, yeah. of course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, great. Um, uh, I think we're reaching the last question already. So Really? Yeah. How do I do? But 10 out of 10 so far? Or, or, or <laughs> yeah. maybe? You're going to tell me after. No, no it's only seven. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'm cold <laughs> the last question is, what book or other resources would you recommend to someone that wants to go, that wants to know more about executive coaching or coaching oh, wow. in general? Oh, wow. Or yeah. any book that you really like? Any book that I really like? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I've, all the books that I've read over the years have, have moved, because I've been coaching for 20 years. And, and so, and I still love coaching. Yeah. I don't do so much myself because I'm running the business. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of my reading has moved slightly sh shifted out of the pure coaching space okay. into a lot more sort of leadership and organizational journeys and so forth. So that's also great. Yeah. I mean, a big one for me that is, that has been around now for a couple of years was, was um, reinventing organizations mm -hmm. by Frederick Lalo. Lalo, yeah. 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 And, you know, and I and I do go back to that, but that's about organizational structure. That's not necessarily about coaching. Our coaching mm -hmm. plays a very powerful role in that. Yeah. And I think coaching as a mindset um, within leadership and within organizations is a very important part of yeah. that organization going on mm. its dynamic journey of yeah. change through through you know through circumstance or, or need or whatever it is. Mm. So I think coaching now is showing up more in a systemic way. Yeah. And that for me is is sort of the future of coaching is how do we bring more coaching conversations into every single part of a business. Yeah. And there and that means external coaching will always have a place. It's very important that it has a place mm -hmm. um, in its particular niche. But that shouldn't be the only form that coaching is showing up in. And it's it's you know, we've got team coaching, we've got group coaching, we've got coaching, you know, skills that yeah. we need to bring. Awesome. We've got informal coaching conversations. We've got, you know, that are showing up in form of, of appraisal processes or, or other development conversations that are going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we, and this is something that's shown up, you know, multiple times along the way is that, you know, how do we train leaders within organizations to have these type of conversations? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we've we've been told that that it's it's a black and white world that you know either you did or you didn't attain the objective. Yeah. But th whether it was attained or not attained is semi-immaterial. How do we have the conversation that raises that individual up to see a bigger opportunity, a bigger possibility, and mm -hmm. to bring more of them mm -hmm. to the journey and to align? You know, create create uh, clarity yeah. and and alignment. Um, yeah, alignment. So that's about conversation. So for me, coaching now is how do we bring coaching to the biggest array of people within organizations mm -hmm. and, um, and have it show up at all the different levels in all the different forms, whether it's with an internal coach, an external coach, um, 
in in many other ways, but mm-hmm. but that's that's the future. So yeah, I know you've asked me about no this. wait, but listener, like uh, what uh, what Nick was explaining here. So uh, we'll have uh, Linda Berlo talking about systemic coaching. I guess in like two weeks after this win. So, <laughs> yes, so we'll talk about yeah, that as great. well. Yeah, if you're interested, just tune in that one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not very important what you were saying. Indeed, I think that you know coaching has a massive part to play in in yep. the changing world that we live in, yeah. because conversations and the ability to listen deeply are skills that we all think we're brilliant at, but yeah. the truth is we're yeah. not nearly as good as we could be or we sh- or we need yeah. to be yeah. because yeah. that is is yeah. a need. I mean, yeah. you know, there's some horrible things happening out there in the world right now. Yeah. And 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 that's deeply sad and and I'm you know, I'm not I don't know why why those things are happening, but I can guarantee that that we need to raise up our ability to communicate and listen to the needs and fears of, of everybody in the system. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean that the choices become easy and circumstances become easy, but, but we need to continue to raise our skills around that area. Mm. Yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> I'm, I'm processing what you were saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, going back to the books or other resources. So you were uh, talking about this book from Lalo. Uh, organization, organizational change. Uh, what is that? Reinventing organization. Reinvent- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not your average read. Um, so if you were if you were going to if you're a coach on an aspirational journey, I think you've got the ICF website. That's coachfederation.org. Mm-hmm. That's a great resource, and that will help you to to understand, you know, how to go on a particular journey, mm-hmm. a credential journey, and yeah. and and, and uh, who you might do that with. Um, and there's a there's a lot of resources in there around the competencies of coaching and uh, the ethical practices of coaching, which I think is another piece we haven't really mentioned here. But but you know, as a member of the ICF, yeah. we sign up to an ethical code of practice, yes, which is a very important part of this process. Very important. You know, we're we're dealing with very sensitive and and confidential uh, scenarios. Yes. And it's important that that we show up as professionals. One hundred percent, and so that yes. that holds us accountable around that yes. through that through the ICF. I yeah. remember actually that that's the most difficult part of the exam for me, the ethical part because it was like because there are some scenarios that that, that they put in the yeah. exam that are actually very tricky. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. It. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we have, to, and the good news is, is that we are being encouraged to understand what the ethical challenges may be in yeah. certain scenarios yes. Yes. and to hold ourselves around that. Yeah. And sometimes we need to push back. So a client can come to us and say, look, we need you to do X, Y, and Z. And we just yes. go, look, from an ethical <laughs> standpoint, I just, I'm afraid we're just not, that's not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had, not because the request was unethical, but because it, it didn't work for us in that particular scenario. And, yeah. and we have to operate at the higher version of that, and which is what we've, we've done over the years. I'm very happy to say that. 100% again. Anything else, Nick, that you would <laughs> like to add to this conversation that we're having? Anything that we're letting the... No, I, I think just an, an encouragement to everybody that's out there that is either looking to become a coach or is, in, is a leader or a manager in an yes. organization. Be curious about the skills of coaching, even if you're not going to become a coach. Yeah. And, and it's not complicated it's and it's a great set of tools and skills to bring, whether it's in the corporate environment or even into family relationship environments. Yes. Trust me, you know we're all having conversations all the time. We're yes. in relationship. Yes. If we can do that better, then then 
you know, we're all going to be in a better place. Yes. So, yeah, an encouragement to people to, to be curious about that. Yes, I think coaching can improve any aspect, any aspect of, of our lives in general. Mm. Yeah, very yeah. good. Cool, Nick, thank you very much. My pleasure, thank for, you. For coming here and, and having this conversation. It was a great, great conversation. I think it was enlightening and, and we could understand many things about coaching and above all this uh, coaching in this, in this scenario of the corporate scenario. So thank you very much, listeners. Uh, tune in. Uh, also, you have the the website ways to grow podcast.com where you can find the books, resources, and also the the biography, little biography of uh, of Nick and uh, the rest of the the rest of the guests. So thank you very much, and uh, see you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye. Hi, listeners, it's me again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to us and ask you that if you have any discipline that you would like to listen to in this podcast, or if you have any feedback, please leave us a note on waystogrowpodcast.com. And if you like this episode, please rate us and follow us so that we can keep growing. Thank you very much for your support, and I see you in two weeks. Be well. Bye.